0: You're listening to The Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of The Coach's Journey Podcast. Part of
1: the reason why I've learned a lot about business is because I I work with business owners and I'm in their events a lot. And I, and I'm always asking them questions about what they have done, what they have and what has worked. I'm learning a lot from their mistakes of what they've done in business. I'm like, Oh, that does not work. Let me think about my approach. Cause I was thinking the same thing and they've just spent the last 10 years trying to make that work. I don't think that's workable in that, in the way that I'm thinking. So it's, it's, and as, so even my business coach, for example, for example, my business coach, he's involved in multiple other masterminds and he's gotten me connected to other people uh, that are in that world but he's also bringing perspective from other places that he's involved in this is what people at 50 million 100 million are doing differently than uh, than us this is why they this is how they think about things their mindset but this is their approach so if you're not involved and you're sitting behind your desk and trying to figure out how you can find your next prospect and the only person you have to talk to is one other coach or three other coaches from your, from your certification who haven't actually gone towards building their own business. You have a problem. And the problem is that they don't even know what kind of feedback to give you on the business side. And they've only worked with a handful of people. So they don't have enough of an experience to give you feedback on the, on the skill set side of things uh, as well. And I want to give a, a specific example around this. So I actually was listening to a, a coaching call that I was giving feedback to, uh, to another. And now this coach is fairly experienced over five years. Uh, and when I listened to the call, at, I got to the end of it. I had my notes, but I needed to clarify a few things before I gave him feedback. And I asked him, and one of the first questions I asked him, like, how would you rate this call? How do you feel the call? And how would you rate this call yourself on a scale of one? And he rated himself about eight or nine. and and I asked him a few other qu- clarification questions around it so I can give better feedback uh, around it. And then I told him directly, I'm like, I wouldn't rate this call more than four. And I didn't do that from a harsh or mean perspective, but I was looking at it from a client's point of view. There's no way that person would sign up for a high ticket program based on the way that you approach this session. I'm not saying that coach is a bad coach, but I'm pretty sure he has not gotten fe- feedback that he needed in these calls for the past five years. And this is a coach who has been in the coaching world for five years, who's, who's coached quite a few people. Yeah. And now imagine how many clients he has coached with that same approach. And in his mind, he's at an eight or a nine.
2: Yeah. When I've done strategy sessions and gotten feedback, it's interesting because I will, you know, let's say that there were 20 meaningful like moments or highlights during that session. I will focus on like the six, maybe that I'm like, I rocked it. Like it was amazing. And so based on those six, I'm rating the whole thing as amazing because it's, you know, maybe it's my psyche. It's easier to focus on the positive than the negative, whatever, but I'm missing then like the other 14 things that maybe didn't go well. And maybe those 14 things that didn't go well, that I wasn't even aware of or didn't pay attention to. Maybe those are the things that the tanked the whole thing that detracted from the awesomeness of the six. So I do think it's really important to get that feedback because once I get the feedback on those other 14 things, then if I listen to my own strategy session next time, I'm now aware of those 14 things to to better self-evaluate because there's there's those two levels. There's evaluating ourselves and getting feedback from other people. But our self-evaluation, it's hard to improve on that without getting that external evaluation to help level up our self-evaluation.
0: Um, I wanna elaborate on something you just said, Sarah, because it reminded me to, that we should remind people that are listening here, um, if you have not had anybody review your discovery sessions, uh, you might be thinking like, how am I gonna do that? Like I had just had one, how, how am I gonna get that feedback? There's different, different levels of this, as Sarah said. Number one is after your session is done, the easiest way to do this is just journal. Take a moment after your session, take 15 minutes, and say like okay what just happened what did i do well what could i improve what did the other person experience just you can just ask yourself simple questions like just debrief yourself for 10 15 minutes that is like the bare minimum you can do to improve so if you're not doing that today just start doing that second level is have somebody else listen to your call uh, I'm sorry the, the second level is actually you go back and listen to your own call right you, these are things you can do without any anybody's help right So either journal or go back and listen to your call. People don't do it because it takes time. But if you do it soon after the call, you already have it fresh in your mind. You can maybe listen to it a little bit faster, but I would encourage you to listen to the whole call at the normal speed so you can hear the experience of the other person. Because if you think about it, how much time are you investing in getting that data and that feedback from yourself? If your call was two hours, you're only spending two hours and there's a wealth of information because my favorite, I'm a musician. And so when I perform on stage, I love recording it so that later when I watch it, I can be like, oh, there's that moment there that I could have done better at keeping the audience engaged or that I forgot that part that I really think is important in this song. So you can improve the way that you are doing these calls by just watching yourself with that critical eye of improvement, not in a way to beat yourself up, but in a way like, oh, that's the thing I could have done. That's the thing I missed. I'm gonna do that next time. And when that moment comes, because you watched yourself do it, you're not gonna forget in the moment later. And the more you do that, easier guess. So that's like the like the self-evaluation. You can do a journal or you can watch your session and take notes. The and third- Daniel,
2: before you get to the third, I just kind of wanted to, to add a, a perspective on that. Especially for newer coaches, we get so caught up in our mind and what we're going to be saying and what we're saying and how we're delivering that it is so easy to completely miss some of the, the uh, cues that our clients are giving us. Facial mm-hmm. expressions or maybe even the tonation of what they say. And so if you're a newer coach, like that's why, I, especially I think it's critical for you to go back and listen because then you're not in your own head anymore. When you're listening to it, you're actually able to hear what did I say? Cause I don't know about you. Like I, I get this experience when I'm on stage a lot, when I'm speaking or when I'm in a podcast, I say things that I don't know where it came from. Like I was like, wow, that was good. And, but then I don't remember what I said. Like afterwards, like it, I was in this, like, funk or phase, not a bad funk, but I was in this, like, in maybe a zone is better to say it. And after I get off, I'm like, sometimes I don't really remember what I said. And I go back and listen to the podcast. I was like, wow, that was good. But sometimes also there are times where I'm like, Ooh, what was I thinking? But I don't remember because I was so focused and just, you know, so just all for all of these reasons, I do think it's so important to go back and listen to our own things because you will realize that you said and did or missed things that you had no awareness happened.
0: Yeah, I, I love that, Sherry. That's the, the, one of the powers of, of watching yourself as an external observer, right? Like when you're in the moment, you're in the flow. And you're not thinking like what a recorded viewer would think about what you're doing uh, because you're trying to be present with your client, right? And so when you go back and watch that, you get that external perspective that you wouldn't be able to get the same way in the session. So that those are like two very powerful ways to get feedback. Now, beyond that, you can also get somebody else's feedback because they're going to think of things that you wouldn't even see. And so having somebody to do that with is pretty powerful. One of the things we do in coaching master community on that level is actually we have a coaching chain. And so you coach somebody and they tell you, how did that go after the, at the end of it, right? They tell you their experience of it. So you actually hear that feedback directly. And they're not just a a client in your ideal client world. They're actually a coach, right? They're thinking about it from a coaching perspective, not like a client. Oh, that was great. Yeah. They don't know as a coach, You could have paused there better, or you could have, you, you, what you really did here was really effective. Uh, You need to hear those things as a coach from another coach. So having that opportunity to feedback right after the session is something we do in our coaching chain It's like you run your session and you do what we call coaching mastery discussion, where you actually get the chance to talk about that. And at the beginning of your, of your sessions, you can run a discovery session. If you want to, you can say like, Hey, we're going to run this as a discovery session. Love to hear your feedback on that too. And then you run the session, and you get that feedback immediately. And you can you can do whatever you need to do as a coach and you can experiment. So that's one of things I love about the coaching chain is because you actually get that third level of feedback from an external person. And it's actually not necessarily a recording you send them, it's actually they just had the session with you. So it's really, really powerful. Yeah. And and
1: also another level of feedback beyond that is actually send that recording to somebody and get them to listen to it because that will be a different type of feedback than somebody going through this session that will be very helpful. And anybody, even if if it's a peer, you know, it's good, but especially if you know any experienced coaches, let them listen to it because they will notice things that you're not noticing. And they will take you probably another hundred other sessions to notice it, but they could pick up on that very fast. And you might, and this is where you can accelerate your journey. You will will be able to quickly improve on them within 10 sessions versus a hundred sessions that's why I love and um, getting it. And it's incredibly uncomfortable to do that is to just send your recording to somebody else they're about to give you feedback and, and tell you. That. It's, it's actually, I would say, it's easier to give feedback than do the thing. <laughs> it's actually very hard to coach compared. Like uh, when I'm giving feedback, that's a much easier thing for me to do is when I'm actually doing the work <laughs> uh, on that. And so I try to keep that in mind and uh, try to understand that this 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 coach has, has Like he was working through the process, Um, but definitely do that. And also another form of feedback that we also do in coaching master community. And we broadcast that session live in our group for free. So if you're not part of our group, join that. And and that's what are coaches trying when it comes to different principles of coaching? What kind of questions are they asking? How are they challenging other clients? Because if you just know one way and you came from one way of training, I bet you don't understand that there are different ways of doing the same thing or different approaches to coaching. I was blown away with how many different approaches. And every day I run into coaches who use different ways of approaching uh, coaching. And and then what I mean by that is they find different ways of getting clients to open up different ways of challenging clients, different ways of going deeper with clients, different ways of unlocking areas that they didn't know how to do before with so many different tools. And to this day, after seven, eight years, I I haven't run out of those tools. In fact, I I feel like my tool set is too small now the more I've learned. It's, there are too many things to learn in this process. And, and that's generally what you learn. So the, and being, this is why being part of a mastermind, knowing what coaches are trying. And I want to add a key piece in there is that these coaches would need to be involved in coaching other people other than those they are practicing with. I, I spent the first two years of my coaching world getting feedback from people who are just kind of practicing. They weren't actually working with clients. They were working with other coaches and getting feedback. Um, but one of the things we've tried to do is get coaches to go out of their comfort zone and actually work with clients. That gives you a different kind of data than if you were working with another coach. And that's very important. Most coaches don't have access to that because they are kind of getting feedback from people that came from their certification or their own world. And, and coaches who are doing very well, they're too busy to give you feedback or do, do uh, those kind of practice sessions with you. So that's why we've created a community for you to come in. And and we didn't touch on the specific parts of the framework because we did the masterclass and we covered a lot of that in the last podcast as well. So definitely listen to the last podcast. And if you want access to the um, masterclass, if you're in our group, just type masterclass below for the, and just type hashtag masterclass. If you're listening to this at some point on the podcast channels or YouTube or anywhere, you can reach out to us on that channel, or you can send us a message on support at coachingmasterycommunity.com, or you can probably join the link to our group there. If you join the link to our group, we'd be happy to share the recording with you. We don't charge anything for these master classes, you will get it as a bonus. But uh, the one thing I want to share is that the master classes we do are things that we're trying ourselves. They're not random things that we're teaching, we are things we're experimenting with implementing it ourselves. And one of the things, one last thing I want to mention, and this came from our masterclass, and I did a little bit of assessment in the beginning, how many clients have you had? And, and I would say a great majority of the coaches, 60, 70% didn't have any clients. And then a few of them have been working for a couple of years. So they had a few clients in there. To me, that that tells me that you haven't done enough sessions. And, and this is a challenge I'll leave you with. And I always leave coaches with this, that Make it a goal to do your first hundred sessions. I don't care if they're paid or not paid. Have hundred. Make it a goal to have a hundred sessions with actual people who are seeking support. You're talking um, about discovery, discovery sessions, sessions, right, Faisal? Discovery sessions. A hundred discovery sessions. Because what you will find is you will first of all you will find a lot of a lot of your strengths within that, especially as you do the 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 feedback as Daniel laid it out, a different levels of feedback. As you do that, you will find your strengths. You'll find out that there are a lot of areas that you don't know what to do. And to this day, I struggle with those areas with some clients. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know how to approach it. But then I know somebody to go back to is like, how do I do this? Because I was struggling in this area. So you will find areas of strength. You will find areas that you don't know what to do. You will find areas of business that now you're struggling with offering your program. You you realize that you don't know how to share the offer within that session you don't know how to navigate some of the areas that they're talking about. You notice that there are some areas that didn't land at all. You'll notice that other areas surprise you. If you don't have enough data around that, there's no way you can build that business. That's why we say is that experiment with it, do first 100 sessions. And if you did 10 or 15 sessions and you didn't get any clients, reach out to us. I'd be happy to go through a session and see because more than likely there's something off about your strategy session. You've done 10, 15 sessions. You don't have any clients. There's something off about your discovery call. It's not because your
0: clients will not sign up with you because of
1: other reasons.
0: But if um, you do hundred sessions, you're going to get better at it every single time. Even if you don't like level zero feedback is just repeat, do another one, right? Like you will get better. Um, and by the hundredth session, you're going to know what you need to improve and, and what's working and what's not working to a certain level that you would never know otherwise. And I would also challenge people. When if, if you're in that session, hundred session process, I'm going to challenge you. If any session, this is my this is my one tip. Maybe everyone could share one tip before we go here, which is really engage emotions. Get them to feel the things that you, we're discovering together in that session, like deeply feel it. Like take the slow it down and make sure they face the things that they don't want to face and feel it and feel why it's important. Feel why it hurts so much with this, with that particular struggle. You know why is that thing they want to achieve? What what's what's really the deal there? Is it, how important is it to them? And, what happens if they get that, you know, all those things that they can feel in that session. That's really my, my tip and challenge to you for discovery session. Yeah.
2: No, that's awesome. So my tip is, as Faisal was talking, it reminded me of when I would did supervision in the mental health field as a psychologist, I had probably over eight years, dozens of, of, uh, master's level therapists that I was a supervisor for. We would meet on a weekly basis. We would talk about transference, counter transference, all the psychological terms and all this sort of stuff. And it is a, just an, a staple in understanding that that is just part of the journey. And, you know, so and if they weren't my employees, they would pay five to eight to $10,000 a year for that ongoing supervision. And so it just hit me when you were talking, Faisal, I'm like, well, that is like a normal expected part of that world, which is not largely different than the coaching world we're still doing very similar things we're working with clients trying to lead outcomes all of that sort of stuff and and yet that idea of paying for that support that supervision that whether it's peer or whether it's somebody that's further along with you that has not been established yet as a critical and necessary part of the journey but kind of should be so I, that's Professional
0: my development.
2: Yes. That's my tip. That is literally what it is. Professional development. So my tip is if you are not engaged in a professional development relationship in any way, or in a way that's not serving you, figure it out and find one, because I think that is really what's going to level you up. And the coaching mastery community just so happens to be, in our opinion, the most bang for your buck. You're going to get so much for really so little that you're investing into yourself, it's really quite astounding. So if that's something that you're interested in pursuing, go to coachingmasterycommunity.com and you can schedule a call with one of us and we'll walk you through, you know, we'll help you kind of see where things are at right now in your, in your coaching journey and we'll kind of walk you through what support we might have if, if it ends up being a good fit for you. So that's my tip.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I really love that. Uh, and and if you once you start to look at this as a long-term career, you will start to put in the effort, time. Don't look at it for one year, two years. Imagine 10 years out. Look at it when you have actually built a successful career, you've built a profitable career, you're serving a lot of people, you're coaching a lot of people on that path. And that is possible. And, and we're trying to model that for you as well as we're walking you through it because we, we're trying all these things that we're giving you. And we have coaches at different levels of development here. So you're not only going to get feedback from your peers, but you're going to get co- uh, feedback from coaches that are way ahead of you. And if, you, if you're sitting there like, how the hell am I going to find 100 people? Then reach out to us. We have done master classes on marketing and sales that are aligned with our message, what we're doing. And we'd be happy to share that for free. We've also talked about this on our podcast. So listen to the other podcast episodes. It will serve you a lot. Um, All I can say is look at this as a long-term journey. Don't look at it as a sprint. You will get your clients. You will make money in this business, just not tomorrow or next month. You need to put in the work. You need to put in the time and effort. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast.